been uh, away for almost four years, and uh, it's been a it's been a blessing to be able to to do what it is that God's put in my life to be able to do, and that's preach His word, to be able to pastor a church, and we were we were uh, blessed to be able to be put in a church uh, as Crooked Oak and the people there. They loved us, and uh, we're just we're thankful for our time there. But uh, there there comes a time, I guess, when God moves and and he's and he changes you around and he Kylie messes with you just a little bit uh I want to thank Kyle too you know I Kyle been praying for me he he sends these texts all the time but, you know praying for you and this week has been a little more special this week about prayer time and uh and preparation for today and uh so Kyle I, I sent Kyle my my outline I emailed it to him, and I, and I said, well, there it is. I said, this is, and, you know, he says, okay, okay that, that's good. He said, I'll take care of the rest of the service. And I just went, <laughs> man, that just, I mean, that relieved a lot of stress. Kyle, you don't, I don't know if everybody here knows how much you do, but, buddy, I appreciate you. And that's just a little bit of it, <laughs> but I'm telling you, that, that's a lot. I, I didn't really realize it until yours truly was doing it all, <laughs> and then preaching, and sometimes singing too, so it's, it's, uh, it's important to be able to have somebody like Kyle, it's important to be able to have somebody like Brother Sammy to be able to preach and pastor this church for 40 what years? 45 years, wow. So uh, we're thankful uh, for you guys, we're thankful for this church and what you've done in our life. And uh, this morning, we want to look at John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're going to look at some. We're going to look at some uh, selected scriptures. I sent Kyle the outline and uh, told him his selected scriptures. And uh, later on, I tried to print my sermon, and my sermon I could I didn't have any ink, so I, I printed my sermon. And this is, this is it, my sermon. It's front and back, Brother Sammy. So you, it's one piece of paper. Brother Sammy told me we were going to have an abbreviated service today. I didn't really know what that meant. But every time he'd say something about the abbreviated service, it seemed that he wanted the preaching to be a little abbreviated too. So, so we're going to do our best with that. Uh, so I sent Kyle my sermon, which was front and back. And I got here. And uh, Kyle gave me this one. I don't know if you can zoom in with the cameras on that, but uh, all that it is, all that is, is the three points. That's it. So Kyle's trying to help me out too. He's trying to get me within that 15-minute frame. So we're going <laughs> we're going to try to stay there. Let's pray, and uh, we're going to look at what God says this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for how you're going to bless in our life this year. And, uh, Lord, we're thankful to be able to start this year here worshiping you. Lord, you are worthy of our worship, and you alone are worthy of our worship. Lord, you give us your word, your Holy Spirit comes to us, and you teach us. Lord, I pray this morning that you would show us in your scripture how we need to change our life and put our life more in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Titled this sermon, Stone Movers. 
stone movers. And we'll be talking a lot about moving stones this morning. Now, there's, there's a lot mentioned about stones. If you go back in John chapter 10, there was some stuff mentioned about stones then. And uh, they, were, they were, actually the people had gotten upset at Jesus because basically he said that he was the Son of God and they didn't like that. So they picked up stones and they were going to stone him. So we move into chapter 11 and Jesus and the disciples, they've, they've gone to another part of Galilee and, and really a long way from Jerusalem and they, they, something happens. Uh, Verse 1, I won't read verse 1, but I, I, maybe i just share with you maybe how this, this chapter breaks down. It breaks down in four different pieces. Num- verse 1 through 16 is Jesus allowing time to prepare for a miracle that's going to happen. So I'll go ahead and tell you. That way I don't hold you, you, know, hold you uh, uh, in suspense on what's going to happen. But Jesus is going to raise somebody from the dead that's been dead for four days that's a big deal it's a big deal now it was a big deal then so that's all this time there's some prep time we're going to talk about that just a little bit about what's going on in verse 1 through 16 Uh, verse 17 through 37 is when Jesus is coming to Bethany and then verses 38 through 44 is Jesus raising Lazarus this this we're going to spend most of our time there And then 45 through 57 is Jesus sealing his fate to the cross with a miracle. In verse 4, we see that Jesus said the sickness that they had heard about Lazarus, he says, well, it's it's not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. They, they They knew something was going on there. They didn't know exactly what was going on there. But Jesus tries to give them a little bit of insight and then you find out that Jesus' decision to stay two extra days. So, so this is going on. They find out that Lazarus is dead. And then there's some debate there whether the guy's dead or whether he's really just sick. And, and then all this kind of plays out in those first 16 verses. The disciples argue in between verse 8 and 16 about whether he's dead and about whether we really need to go to Jerusalem or not or to Bethany. And uh, right at the end of that, Thomas says, well, let's just go so we can die with him. You know, if he's really dead, they just said, Thomas, I, I mean, he, he, let's just go so we can die with him. I mean, if he's dead, we might, might as well, we'll all be dead. So they decide that they're going to go. And Jesus takes the disciples to Bethany, and, which is only a couple of miles from Jerusalem, which is going to play a big part in this story. And we're going, I want us to pick up in verse 22. 21 that's where i want us to be able to start reading and and look at verse 21 this is i I say a lot of times chapter 11 really john john the gospel of john is my favorite gospel but i think chapter 11 may be my favorite maybe at least one of my favorites in the gospel of john and really you start to see where mary and martha which are the sisters and their brother lazarus had died now this has been this has been going on. They've been trying to get Jesus here for four days, and he's delayed. He's delayed for a purpose. He's delayed for a reason. He didn't just do it because he was busy doing something. It was in his plan to be able to be late. So in the amount of time that they, that they sent for Jesus to come, and the time that Jesus has come, he's met at the road by Martha, the sister. 
And verse 21 says, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, this is very important. This is extremely important because when you, she says something that's theologically correct. She says something that we need to be able to take notice here this morning is that whatever, she said, whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And you start trying to think of the miracles, that things that's going to happen in our life, and especially as we look at, at here we are in 2023, January 1st. I mean, we're looking for a big year this year. We want, us a, we want a good year. We want a good year in our personal lives and our jobs and, and everything, but we want a good year in our church, but we want to be able to be in the middle of where God wants to have us, number one. And to be able to do that is we can understand that if we are asking God for the same thing that Jesus is asking God or the same thing that He wants, it will come to pass. Verse 23 says, Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see, they're going back and forth, and Jesus is probably one of those things that if, if you've lost somebody, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've said, I mean, it hadn't been too long ago, and I preached a funeral, and, and we talked about this. She will rise again. She will write, this is not the end at, at this funeral. And this is what, Gina, or this is what Jesus is trying, to, trying to, uh, to get over to Martha, is that he's going to rise again. And so they're having this debate about this resurrection. And then finally, Jesus just said to her in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. We're debating on what the resurrection is. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he says, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I want to tell you this morning that if you can get chapter 25 and chapter 20, or verse 25 and verse 26 in your mind and in your heart, you're going to be able to live a lot better, stress-free life. I love the, this question. They're going back and forth, and Jesus, and Jesus says, Do you believe this? Do you believe this? I, I want this to lodge in your head this morning. Do you believe this? Because number one, my sermon, Kyle, unto it. Number one, is that God wants us to know and understand who He is. God wants us to know and understand who He is. They, they have been with Jesus for three years now. And they've seen Jesus do some miracles, and they've, and they've really debated on who He is. There's a lot of people who says He's a prophet, He's a teacher, they've been called rabbi. The disciples really, they, they know that He's Jesus the Messiah, but they don't know They've been told that he's going to die on the cross, but they, it hasn't registered with them yet. But Jesus says, here's, here's something that I, that I want you to know and understand that Jesus is the resurrection. He is the life. And he wants 
Martha and he wants Mary and he wants these other people that, that are there to be able to believe that and know that. So number one, we're not going to spend much time here. Number one, God wants us to know and understand who he is. So this morning, that's what you need to know and understand who God is. If you don't know who God is, if you don't understand who God is this morning, January 1st, 2023, you can know that. You can give your life and put your faith in Jesus Christ this morning and be saved. And you can know this. Number two, God wants us to believe and take action when hearing His Word. We're going to spend most of our time here. <laughs> Part, point three is real quick, Philip. It's going to be real quick. Point two, let's dig in here just a minute. And we're going to see what stone moving is all about. Okay, because this is between what God wanted to be able to do with Mary and Martha, which was really the, the last, the eighth miracle that happened in, in, in John. It was, it was a miracle. There, he, was, he was about to bring their brother that had died. He was about to bring him back to life. He was already in the grave. And he was going to bring him back. He'd been in there four days. But to be able to make that happen, you see, he just, she just said over here, if you had not been here, my brother would not have died. <laughs> you see, so you see what she wants. She wants her brother back. We, when we lose somebody, we want them back. We, it breaks us to be able to lose somebody that's close to us. So this is the miracle that's going to take place. But there's, a, there's an issue here. There's a, there's a problem and the biggest problem that, that they have right now is what? Where's Terry? You know, pick on Terry. What's the biggest problem that they have in being able to make that happen? Can you help me? Huh? They don't have the power to raise them from the dead. That's good, but that's not the answer that I wanted. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because that, that, was, that was cheap, I know. I love you, Terry. I'm glad you're here this morning. Come back again. Uh, there's a stone in the way. There's a, there's a stone that's in the way. So in between what God is going to do and where Martha is and Mary is, there's a stone in the way. In between what God wants to be able to do in your life in 2023, there's possibly more than once there's a stone in the way there's something going on that needs to be able to be moved that you need to move because he told you to move this stone he told them to move the stone he's going to tell them to move the stone he's going to ask them to be able to take action when hearing his word they, they, he wants them to move i asked gina the other day and she some of you don't know this but gina's got a double major she's got a major and am I saying that right? She's got a major in English, and she's got a major in physical education. Some of y'all probably didn't know that she had a major in physical education. And I remember <laughs> when we had first married, and she was, she was taking, she was in school still, and she, and she come home talking about this class. Terry, you may remember this too. Kinesiology. Kinesiology is, now let me just read it. That way I don't get it wrong. Kinesiology is, and I, I really didn't understand. I didn't know what that was, y'all. Riley, you know what that is? I didn't either. Listen, listen. You know, I'm going to write this down. The study of the body's movement, 
Kinesiology specialists use their knowledge of human physiology and movement to help recover patients' mobility and improve their lives through exercise. Now, they're a little different than a physical therapist because a physical therapist will actually put, this is my understanding, <laughs> so I tried to do a little study before today, uh, but they don't put their hands and they don't move your, you know, they, they, what they do is they lead you to a point to where you have movement, where you can make the move. They get you to that point. And it's like yesterday, we, we, went to, we went to Florence and we ran in this 5K and we're standing, standing at the finish line. All right, the, it's actually the start line, it's real close, but we were standing at the start line and, and we were standing there and this hit me. This is, this is just like this sermon. There's a lot of times when we, when we get to the point to where we're supposed to start and we know what's, in he, what's ahead of us, but when the gun goes off, we don't go. We don't make that movement. So we're not part of that kinesiology, I guess, so to speak. Um, God leads us to a place of action. It's up to us to make the movement. God will always lead you to a place of action, even if God has you in tarmac status. You ever, you ever been sitting on the tarmac before? Last time, well, not the last time, almost the last time I flew, we, had to, we, we went to Charlotte, and they, and they put us on a plane in Charlotte, and they moved us out on the tarmac, and we were headed to vacation. We were so happy about going to vacation. And we changed over in Charlotte. So that was the last place that we were going to be before we went to, got to our vacation point. And so I was so excited. And we moved out there. And you know, they, they set us out there for an hour. 45 minutes or an hour, Philip, just sitting there, waiting. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm in tarmac status. See, I got three of these sermons ready, Kyle. Three of them ready. I told Sammy this. I said three of them. I worked on these things, they, all three of them, and it's all on chapter 11. There's three different sermons. And I said, I said uh, you know, I said I chose the shortest one. He said, you're learning. <laughs> That's what he texted me back. He said, you're learning. But uh, God will put us in tarmac status, but he expects us to be ready if we're, in, if we're on the tarmac. I just left where I was pastoring a church, and I, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm Guess what? I'm, guess what I'm in right now? I'm in tarmac status. I don't know what God's going to do this year. I have no idea. But I will tell you this. I'm praying to be in God's will, and I'm praying for Him to move me where He wants to move me to be, and whatever that is. And you know what? As long as I'm in tarmac status, I'm ready. I, I, whatever it is. So here I am, January 1st. <laughs> preaching so i'm thankful to be able to do that i'm thankful to be able so so we're in tarmac status but god leads us to a place of action god led moses to a place of action god led samuel to a place of action god led joshua to a place of action i could go on i started thinking about this this morning god led daniel to a place of action he, he led he led uh, you know everybody in the, joseph Abraham, everybody, he just said, go. <laughs> he told Abraham to go, and he, didn't, he just gave him a direction. 
He just said go. He wants us to be able to take action. So what does Jesus say here? Let's pick up here in, in, in point number two. In verse 38, then Jesus, again, groaning in Himself, came to the tomb. So they had, a, they had this situation where they talk and Jesus wept. And that's the shortest verse. What we're talking about, I'm not even going to read it, but I'll go ahead and quote it. Jesus wept. So we're going to miss all that, but there was this interaction between Jesus. and So we, we pick up here, and they're going to go to the cemetery. In verse 38, it says, Then Jesus, again, groaning in Himself, came to the tomb, and it was a cave. And a stone lay against it. Jesus said, guess what, Terry? Maybe I can help you again. Take away the stone. Jesus said, take away the stone. But Martha, this may be, what, this may be where the biggest problem is with most of us, is when Jesus says for us to be able to do something, He says, for, do this, Terry. Do this, Riley. What will we do? Well, what did Mary do? Look back at it. Or Martha, rather. Martha says, Lord, by this time there's a stench. He's been dead four days. They didn't embalm. I mean, here they are. He's been dead four days. We don't want to do this. Can you imagine? Can <laughs> Who's she talking to? We don't want to do this. He's been dead four days. And, and we, we want to argue with God. We want to try to tell God why His plan should not be followed. Anybody ever else done that besides me? We try, we try to say, no. God, you don't understand what's going on right here. <laughs> you, don't, what, you don't understand what's going on in my relationship. You don't understand what's going on in my job. But He does. Guess, guess what? You're talking to somebody here that can raise somebody who was dead for four days. You're talking for somebody who, when, when this body dies, He's going to raise me in the day of resurrection. He's, gonna, he's that powerful. He's the God that created everything. This is who you're talking to. But we do the same thing Martha does. You just don't understand. You don't know, you don't know what I'm going through. We do this when we don't agree with God. Now, sometimes it's just because we're type A and we have to control everything. Hmm. Let's say that again. Sometimes it's because we feel like we need to control everything, isn't it? So... Maybe, maybe this is where Martha was. Or maybe she was just thinking, you know what happens to a body in four days? We don't want to do this. Or she may have been thinking, he's already in heaven. We don't want to call him back from that. Whatever, whatever the thought was going through her mind, but she didn't disagree. She tried to argue with God. And Jesus says in verse 40, Did I not say to you, Read that again. Did I not say to you? See, our, our biggest problem is we don't listen. Did I not say to you? And I, I, there's nothing that will block your stone being moved 
more than not listening to what God says. We've, we've, got a whole, we've got a whole Bible right here to be able to tell us what God says. We study that. We read that. We, we digest this. And we know what God says. In verse 40, going on, it says that if you would believe me, you would see the glory of God. So in, in looking at this, so if, if this stone is going to be moved, if this stone's going to be moved, how, how is her faith measured? It's measured by the movement that she takes. So she, she can't move the stone. She, why can she not move the stone? Terry, you want to answer that one? Why? Huh? She's not big enough. Maybe not big enough. Maybe not strong enough. You come on up. Move, you can move up from that. That's good. She's not big enough really to move it. So you know what she does? She, she, gets, she gets other people to be able to help her. You know who that is? You know somebody in my, you know somebody that's, that's possible to be able to help move my stone. Y'all can all raise your hand because y'all are the possibilities of being able to help me move my stone. The people that helped Mary and Martha move this stone was the people, was the friends that she was with, that they were with. You know who that is? With us, it's our church family. I, I'm, listen, I'm so thankful for this church family. We talked about this yesterday, Jennifer. I, I, it's, you don't know, and being able to witness to people and share the gospel and, and just try to minister to people. out. Of, and I sit down and I'm, I'm like, what, what is it? How, you don't have a church family. <laughs> how are you getting through this? I don't know how you're getting through this. So some people can move the stone themselves sometimes it's something that you need to do and sometimes it's your church family that helps you move a stone or the people that are around you it may be your family that helps you move the stone so i want to ask this question we'll try to end here soon are you a stone mover or a stone watcher because there's been times in my life when i've just watched stones <laughs> i've just I knew exactly what God wanted me to do, and I would do something completely different. God would move in a direction, and I would say, you know, I, I'll teach Sunday school. <laughs> so I'd go in, I'd teach Sunday school. And God would be dealing with me about singing, and I don't even like singing, Kyle. It makes me nervous. I told Jennifer yesterday, she said something we were talking about singing. And I, I, I said, just it makes me nervous to sing. So I do that, thinking, well, now that's... Knowing all along, the stone that he wants me to move is something else. And I walk right by it. I'd be, a, I'd be a stone watcher instead of a stone mover. What does God want you to move this year? What stone does he... What, what, is, what miracle does he have for you behind the stone? Verse 41, Then... Then they, <laughs> I love that, because that's when, that's when his family, that's when his church family, that's when, that's when all those around him that loved him, that's when they came and they moved the stone because she couldn't do it. Then they took away 
the stone from the place where the dead man was laying or lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. In verse 42, And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when Jesus said these things, he cried with a loud voice. I love that he used Lazarus by name because if he did, I've heard people say, you know, if he just said come forth, everybody in the grave would have just come out. But he says, Lazarus, come forth. And verse 44 says, And he who had died came out bound hand and foot in grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. And here we see, here we see the stones moved. So they, they've, they've done part A in what Jesus told them to do. And they've, they've done that, and here you've got Lazarus that's come, and he's, and he's bound, and he also says, that, you listen, the church is still involved in it. They don't just do one thing, right? They, they don't just want one thing and go. Guess what? The miracle just keeps going on. they got something else to do. They need to take all the wrappings off of him. They need, they, they, you know, <laughs> loose him and let him go. First, number three, number three, we'll, we'll end here. God wants us to give Him glory when the stone is moved. Now, if something in our life a lot of times happens, and we think, we, we think we've done something big, just to be honest with you. We, as good as you are, Kyle, guess what? God's doing all that through you. God's doing the, whatever He's doing this morning. It's not me. It, God does what He's doing through His people. And He gets the glory for it. And, and, and what we're supposed to be able to do, and how that happens, is that we don't go around bragging about ourselves. What we do is what verse 45 says, Then many of the Jews had come to Mary and had seen the things that Jesus did and believed on Him. You see, everything that happened was done for one particular reason, and that was for people to believe in Jesus Christ. If you actually, if you go over and you read the end of the book of John, John tells you, I wrote the, this is the, the, uh, the Norton version of, of but he, he says, I wrote the things in this, in this book, in this letter here, in the book of John, so that people will believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the Messiah. That's, that's the reason I wrote these things. And here... This is the reason it's done, is for people to come to know Christ. So it requires our faith. Stone moving requires our faith, requires our movement, requires our prayer. But it also requires Him to be praised. Bow your head if you would with me this morning. Say, come, get ready to sing. I just want to say, I believe there's some folks here today that stood there all of 2022 looking at a stone, being a stone watcher. You need to come and start today, January 1st, to move your stone.
I believe there are some folks here, without a doubt, they need help from someone to start to move their stone. Church, you're here to do that. I believe there's folks here today that need to come and put their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We have a free gift of salvation. As we're bowed, I want you to listen to these verses of Scripture. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Ephesians 2, 5-9 through 9 says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and grace and, by, and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages... He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And I love this verse. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own thing doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. Start 2023 off right and accept the Lord Jesus this morning. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for what you're going to do in, in our lives, in our church, in our community in 2023. Lord, I pray that we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you